I'll return to that piece and play it in its entirety later on in the program. But that's an ear-opening piece, in my opinion, called A Single Word Is Not Enough by composer Pierre-Alexander Tremblay. And we heard Seth Parker Woods performing on cello. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bostead, and my guest today is Seth Parker Woods, who is indeed a cellist, but he's so much more as well. He often vocalizes in the pieces that he commissions or creates collaboratively with the various and sundry composers with whom he works, uh, as we'll hear later on in the program. He has an incredible range of interests, too. Our conversation covered everything from art to poetry to different kinds of archives uh, to how you present music. Seth is every bit as much a producer as he is a cellist. He's got a lot of really great ideas on how to present music. Uh, in fact, his Vimeo page has several fantastic videos that he's either directed or created with others. So be sure to check that out, Seth Parker Woods on Vimeo. I'm going to play several pieces on the program today featuring Seth, and I'll chat with him about each one. Let's start with Winter Tendrils by Monty Adkins. With Monty, I, I mean, I was, I guess I came to the UK in 2012 after, you know, having lived in Belgium and Switzerland for some years prior to all that, quite a few years. Um, and I discovered his music by going to what's called the Electric Spring, which is just a big festival of electronic music, electroacoustic music, processing, and et cetera, and beyond. Um, and so I met him. He, was, he serves on the faculty of the University of Huddersfield, which is where I was doing the doctorate. So I got to know him in that way and proposed we work on a project at that time that was kind of being funded by the Swedish Arts uh, Council. And a lot of the footage you see in the film, you'll see, is actually shot in Sweden and in Norway. So um, just drone footage, et cetera. Um, and so we started working kind of, you know, in those last few years of my time there. Um, and it's it's really changed a lot. But kind of our early conversations were talking about the act of running and the act of cycling and kind of getting into this runner's um, euphoria, cyclist euphoria that kind of even that happens for a lot of people. And it feels like, you know, it this a sense of high that you get um well maybe not everybody thinks that but <laughs> at least that's you know what, what where we were with with all of it and this this sense of endurance and kind of how there's these ebbs and flows and peaks within all of it and how that sense of kind of that that conceptual idea of mental but also physical can is translated in some ways to some of the work that i do you know with or a lot of the work i do that looks at physicality it looks at choreography of corporal uh, archiving uh, of the body um, in, in an act. And so that has found its way in many ways into the, into the work. And it started out as multi, a multi-movement work, eventually got cycled down or uh, parsed down to just a single movement. Uh, it used to be a lot more electronic layers and more cello layers were added in. So it's, it's evolved over time. The writing has evolved a little bit as well. And my relationship to kind of how I kind of come into it. And it almost feels like I'm breathing air when I'm doing it. And it really is a journey because it's 10 minutes, but the last, you know, five minutes are probably the hardest just because of what it asks and what like the sonic material that the cello has to play um, fighting against what's happening in the electronics where it almost feels like it's engulfing, you know, um, the cello in a way. And so you feel like there's there's this tension that, that is then created 
between the two, but then all, all of a sudden there's this interesting release that happens. It's quite dramatic at the apex of the, uh, of the work.
Haunting Music by Monty Adkins. The piece is called Winter Tendrils. And again, the performer is Seth Parker Woods. There is a wonderful video by Zoe McLean on Seth's uh, Vimeo page. So do check that out again. Seth Parker Woods, throw that into Vimeo. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful video of a wonderful performance. I'm going to move to a piece now by Frederick Gifford, created collaboratively with Seth. This is called Difficult Grace. I met Fred. Uh, maybe a year into living, I moved to the States in 2016, or moved back to the States, um, and I came to Chicago, and I maybe met, met him in the latter half of that, maybe somewhere in there, maybe early 2017, I'm not exactly sure, um, and through that, somehow in there, maybe it's 2017, maybe officially I met him. But then kind of started talking about the idea of writing for me. And originally, I think at the time, I wanted to have a piece that was only going to be solo cello that I could tour that didn't have all the technical components. Because I think at that time, I was very much so still living inside of the first solo album, which is pretty much all electronics and all interactive electronics and how sometimes difficult and uh, <laughs> stressful that can be when you're on the road touring with it. Um, so to, I was trying to find a way to streamline things, but only to fast forward and it's now work for cello and electronics. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> so we joke about how you know it's almost schizophrenic in the way of like uh, undecisive in the way of like what I started out thinking and being very adamant that that's what it had to be, and then eventually I just I personally just kept adding layers. To it. I was like, oh, maybe we should have visual to this now. Oh, maybe we should have text this now. Okay, I think I'm gonna speak also. So I think I was just finding a way to kind of come more into myself and try to use new works that would be created to harness um, things performatively that I feared in a way, or I wanted to re really explore more. And part of that was this act of dramaturgy and things I, in like music theater, things I had done for many years in, in Europe, but I hadn't done much of that since I'd come back and wanted to find a way back in that world, but kind of not necessarily recycling works I had done before, but try to find new avenues for them and also in some ways how they relate to the times. Um, so we started developing this work in, he wrote it technically in 2017. So, but we didn't really start working on it until early stages of 2018 and 2019, definitely. And then it was premiered in uh, February, 2020, just before the major lockdown and before we really were at the, um, the epicenter of the global pandemic. Um, so it had one premiere and then um, it wasn't really seen by audiences um, again. And then I started thinking about doing like little, little online concerts and including it, just trying to kind of get it back up and going. And then the idea to create these films for these pieces um, to kind of create a new kind of mediated form of, of expression for them where I could really control what, what is being seen and how I can give a different type of experience for them that you can't really get in a live performance and kind of bring you in in a different way um, and showcase them in beautiful spaces also, um, which is why now there are film versions of quite a few of these pieces. Um, and that's, it's just been an amazing kind of journey of putting that work together and designing it and cre creating the orders and how they, how the text is strewn and laid together. Um, like this act of reading, transcribing, translating, reordering, and then what does this text now mean in these orders and the different types of characters in which I speak them and how those characters are developed and evolved over time, the dramaturgy of them, kind of the, the, um, the impetus for kind of for that type of delivery as I do them. Um, and uh, it's been amazing to be able to kind of channel all that and figure out what those characters, how do I keep coming to that character and what does that character mean and how is that character growing as I continue to live inside of the work, you know. Um, so that's been beautiful to watch my own evolution with the work and see the work, you know, alter it you know, in time. What is the source for the text? And the difficult grace comes from, it's a line from poet Dudley Randall's poem Primitives from 1964, which was part of a collection called Cities Burning. And so the text in many ways has kind of been reordered, um, but still trying to harness and hold on to the ethos of what Randall was trying to evoke or was evoking really in that moment in time. Randall, if you didn't know, um, started the Broadside Press in Detroit, Michigan, and was also a very celebrated poet and author. Um, Broadside Press was basically a space, um, a publishing house specifically exclusively for African-American um, poets and, and just writers in general that probably didn't have um, 
access to have their poetry published in other ways unless they went under a moniker or under or an alias. Let's hear Seth perform this piece, Difficult Grace, by Frederick Gifford. Fears and guilt conquering a little rubble. Bump! As if by them, the middle, the poems of old. landscapes jolt and we stiff as if distortions can exercise as stiff meters cities poems of old are hacked off Distortions, power, hate, a little iron, distorted bodies, poems. Paintings of old, even monsters sing. Or fear, old lines of that old, even do monsters not sing. Or fear. Old lines that do not. Landscapes, symmetry, and a little rubble. Try face syllables, bump, hats off in the middle. Faceless landscapes. Cities. The horror, these distortions, powder, hate, and a little distorted bodies. And are uh, hacked off. Drag like dogs, like dogs, or even bodies flat in iron. Drag like distortions, turning cities to powder. This magic hate deified with crushed backs. Just face syllables, hacked off in the middle. 
spaceless landscapes jolt and we stiff as if distortions can exercise as stiff little cities, cities the horror these distortions powder hate and a little iron distorted bodies jolt and we these distortions distorted bodies as if by them the Spaceless landscapes, dot and we Face syllables bump, hat off in the middle. Spaceless landscapes. Bodies. Against bodies and crushed backs, spurn difficult grace. Music created collaboratively between Seth Parker Woods, who we heard performing on cello, also speaking, and uh, Frederick Gifford. The piece is called Difficult Grace. I'm featuring Seth Parker Woods on the program today, and I want to turn to a project now that I found particularly fascinating called The Race 1915, featuring music by Natalie Joachim. Um, and then the last work, I guess I can mention here, um, is the work by Natalie Joachim, which was I had commissioned when I was artist in residence with the Seattle Symphony. So it was a co-commission um, between Seattle and then the Phillips Collection. For those that don't know, the Phillips Collection holds half of the Jacob Lawrence Migration series from 1940, which was very much so documenting through vivid, vivid imagery um, the the Great Migration in um, in the early turn of the century um, of Black um, folks of the diaspora moving throughout uh, the country to what would then become hugely large epicenters, city city centers across the country, but also to moving from the south to the north, and that's uh, the north and the northeast, northwest, central. Um, parts of the country um, and, and recreating new, new, new homes and new lives. Um, so he documents this in such an amazing way. So we were doing research on one, the, the panels and 
what spoke. And Natalie did a lot of research through the archives of the Chicago Defender. The Chicago Defender, which still exists, um, and originally started out um, as a physical publication only in 2019, I think I read that, um, it had just gone um, uh, to only to online. So it still exists, it's still there, you know, but it was an extremely important newspaper um, uh, article, I guess, in that way that helped um, helped black folks in this country uh, navigate life to learn about what's happening in different areas and how to get that information to them in ways that the larger major publications were not necessarily um, transmitting that information and where to go, what's safe. It's almost like the, the Green Book in that way, which we had in that time. Um, and so here we see different interesting ways of talking about sometimes very dark, you know, histories and events and atrocities that happen. Um, and then also other moments of complete and utter joy and resilience and, and resolution. Um, there on, in one of the, the editions from 1915, Natalie found, um, a, a song and I, I don't want to call it necessarily a hymnal, but just a, a sheet music as the, on the front of this edition, um, by Tom Lemonnier and Tom Brown, I think. And so, and I can feel related. But, but, uh, but they wrote this and they wrote this song together with the text. And so it kind of, so that, that text is then sampled and is uh, put inside of the work, which is called The Race 1915. The race is basically what is where the language changes here. Um, and they start referring to black folk, African-American people as the race. So instead of saying, Negro or, or black or whatever the language was in the early 1900s, um, it shifts here and it's in 1915 it's exclusively where this, this, this happens, at least for the, the, the defender. Um, and so that is, becomes a title, but that also becomes each time that I say it inside of it. And then what is it to be titled in that way? How, uh, how does one language re, be reclaimed in this way that lifts it up in a different type of way? and puts it in this way and not necessarily in this time seeing how it's black people are very much so still oppressed but even more so then and a lot of things were not chronicled not talked about um so you get a sense of a dark path but you also get a sense of um adornment and and love and at, at the heart of it really truly joy um, and this per this sense of perseverance, we shall overcome, we shall keep going, you know, in the midst of it all. So there is there is true light inside of that work. And it's powerful for me um, to do that work because I both play the cello with the electronic part, but also I'm speaking and I'm speaking the exact text from a few of the um, the articles from the from the Defender in 1915. Um, so I think I said in early interviews, I didn't set out to become um, an activist or political or have this kind of political slant in some of the work that I'm working on or I've been working to create in these past many years. But you know, at a certain point, I found that I wanted to find a way as an artist, as a person, as a human, to have to create some type of commentary in my time that, that reflects the times in which I'm living in. And maybe that's also why I do so much um, 
modern music, new music, experimental music, then trying to also be present for the times and tell those stories as best as I possibly can for the ones I'm living for now and then the ones that were ignored long before that should have been told. other race farmers who were made to come and look at them.
that is slated for the country, felled the trees, built its railroads, labored day and night, was not given opportunity. Identified with this intelligent and progressing race should allow this. Drive us of our rights should be referred to the authorities because such is against the Constitution of these United States. That's Natalie Joachim's The Race 1915, performed by Seth Parker Woods, and we heard Seth talking before the uh, performance about the inspiration fascinating genesis of this piece. I've got time for one more. I'm going to return to the work A Single Word is Not Enough with which I opened the program. This is by Quebecois composer Pierre-Alexandre Tremblay. And uh, uh, well, it's, it's a fascinating piece. I hope that you made it all the way through to the end of the program. Relevant Tones is a production of Access Contemporary Music, a nonprofit organization that exists to bring musical creativity to life every day. Find out more at acmusic.org. And now, here's Seth Parker to perform A Single Word Is Not Enough. For Relevant Tones, I'm Seth Bosted. Thanks so much for listening.
Thank you. 